The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. If you are listening to this podcast, it's probably Friday, December 3rd. If you're watching the podcast live on YouTube, that's right. Every Thursday at 1 p.m., we do our best bets pick show live on YouTube. That would mean it's Thursday, December the 2nd. And uh, we're going to break down all of Week 12's picks and best bets. Joining me to do so is return to the podcast. After a, a, it was a, I think it was in your rider, in your contract. You demanded an absence. You need Thanksgiving off to drive around the state of Florida, see family, see in-laws. Pete Prisco back with myself and RJ White. Yeah, no, the, the show was moved because you were driving around North Carolina uh, when we, so we couldn't do, I couldn't do it with you. So yeah, don't blame me for any of your uh, being forced to do stuff, uh, moving the podcast, because you were forced to do it. He big time to Sydney, RJ. Completely big time. We missed you so much. Um, you know, I I almost didn't go on. I didn't know how I could handle it without you. But, uh, you know, we persevered. We made it through. And uh, I had a terrible week. And I'm so glad you're back. Yeah. And See, nobody will read the Brinson comments. Brinson had a good week. Brinson had a good week. Got a little hot over here. Nobody is going to yeah, read the comments that said the picture was better without you, Pete. We will not read those comments on this podcast. Well, if that's uh, the case, I can easily, easily <laughs> skip every week. Read them. Yeah. I was like, you listen to speed. I was like, no, he'll quit. Debo, read one, read one to me. me. Read, just give me one. Type it up there. Yeah, I know wow. you type it up there. Wow, this show was remarkably better, taller, more handsome without Pete Prisco. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a that's a guy being a wise ass. But give me somebody. Give me something. They were in Something. the YouTube. He's going to have to dig through last week's YouTube comments. Uh, if, by the way, if you have a Because you're watching, I will glad – look, if they gladly want me off the show, I will gladly get off if they do. Well, I'll the, do that for the people. I, I'm a man of the people. My, my conspiracy <laughs> theory My conspiracy theory is Pete's out there putting in YouTube comments trying to get himself kicked <laughs> off the show. <laughs> See, this show's way better without Pete. Get him out of there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the, 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 the people hey, want you, John. That's an idea. The boss, the boss folk want you to stick around. Uh, if you were watching the show live on YouTube or just re-watching at any point on YouTube, smash the like button right there and uh, hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed already. Also, did I say we – let us know, isn't it week 12? Is it week 12 or week 13? 13. It's week 13. 13. Lucky number 13. I think I wrote 12 and everything I've been doing. Oh, well. Uh, you know, let us know your favorite week 13 bet. And if you want to get alerts for when we go live, hit that bell button as well. We go live after every single primetime game. Plus, in those primetime game shows, we do, uh, we do, we give away hats. Brinson sucks hats. So you can win a Brinson sucks hat. I didn't suck last week, though. Week 12, four and three of my best bets. Pete went three and three. RJ, two and four. The parlay didn't hit. No, duh. RJ, 38 and 33 on the season. Pete, 39 and 36 on the season. I'm clawing my way out of this hole. 34 and 45 on the season. I'm going to keep clawing. I think we had a big week. And this is a tough week. Um, I liked the last two weeks a lot because the spreads were sort of tighter. And I think you can you can identify – like, if you can identify – who I mean – uh, this sounds stupid, but if you can identify who's going to win the game with these tighter spreads, it's a lot easier to to make picks against the spread. This week, there's a ton of big spreads, a ton of road chalk. You know, like it's it's just it's a it's a difficult week. Um, but we're going to start with an unbelievable game on Monday night, the fate of the AFC. What about East. the parlay? You're not going to recap the parlay that didn't hit that you guys didn't. We we're, were 12 weeks in; it just hasn't hit. We have to do a 10-team parlay in weeks 18 just to get – the, the people are broke. They can't buy their Christmas presents. That's all right. You can't find them anyways. You really um, can't find any Christmas presents. <laughs> no. Like, apparently, it's impossible to find a Switch anywhere. Can't a find a Switch. Switch. Can't find it. PS5. Can't find it. Can't do no. it. Uh, Pats and Bills. 
Bills are minus two and a half over under 43 and a half. The Bills at 13 uh, thir- plus 13.1 of the Patriots plus 12.2 rank first and second in points per game differential this season. They also rank first and second in scoring defense on the season. Josh Allen, the only quarterback in the history of the Buffalo Bills to beat Bill Belichick twice. Pats are three and four against Buffalo without Tom Brady and 32 and three versus the Bills when Tom Brady was there. Do the Bills keep this? I don't hot streak going, Pete, on Monday night. Um, I, I think they'll win the game. Uh, I don't love this game, though. I really don't. I think it's a tough game to pick. With no Tre'Davious White, we don't know how they're going to play without him. That concerns me. Um, and the other side of the ball, the offensive line has been bad for Buffalo, and the defensive front for New England has been outstanding, and and so that concerns me. But I do think that Buffalo will will find a way on offense to get it going. They've really been, and we saw signs of it last week. They were patient last week against the Saints. Remember, they're undergoing the same type of situation that Kansas City's had to deal with, where they all they take away the big play and dare you to play, run the ball and play the short passing game. And he did it the other day. So I'm going to take the Bills. I don't love this game. It's a tough pick for me. So I'll take Buffalo minus the points though. Buffalo getting a few offensive linemen back too, so that helps your pick. I'm on the other side. I love the Patriots at plus three, um, and I still like it at plus two and a half, but I'm going to use them in a teaser, tease it up to plus eight and a half. I don't think the Bills run away from this team with how well the Patriots are playing. I don't know that Buffalo is the better team right now. I have New England higher in my power ratings. New Orleans is getting beat by everyone. I don't think you get credit for for beating Trevor Simeon at this point, um, and New England is beating everyone. Um, defensive have shown how to slow down Buffalo's offense, and you know they were able to have success against the Saints defense, but – if, if other defenses like Indy can can figure it out, I think Belichick can probably figure it out. He'll look at the tape and he'll figure out what to do and and limit what they can do. Um, New England's defense best in the league right now, 26 points allowed the last four games combined. And the offense can probably run on Buffalo's defense. I mean, Indy did. Starla Tula is probably going to be back, so um, maybe it's a little tougher. But the pass game will be easier because Travis White's out. And we, we They don't have anybody nearly to fill, fill that hole in there their defense. So home field hasn't been worth three this year. So when it was three, you know, I loved Patriots two and a half. I mean, I'm, I still like the Patriots. I think they're going to win the game, but definitely tease it up. I have it teased to plus eight and a half in my teaser. Yeah. I got the Patriots is a best bet at um, plus two and a half is annoying. I, I obviously prefer three. I do think they win the game. And if you're, if you're watching the show or listening to the podcast and you're going to bet it, it's currently bills minus two and a half minus half minus one twenty. So you can take the two and a half plus 100, take the money. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Or do you tell me, is it stupid to buy it to um, plus three minus one? My, my ex would be minus 115. Um, if you only have to pay five cents to get to the, the minus 115, then, or I guess it's 15 cents minus yeah, 115. Yeah, plus two and a half plus 100. So a little, too, little too much on 15 cents. If you can pay the 10 cents to get there, then I think that's fine. Um, okay. But otherwise, just kind of wait for it to tip to three. probably should have got it in beginning of the week. You know, that's when I yeah, got it up sure. on Sportsline at, at three. Um, but uh, I think at that point, just play the money line. I mean, if Patriots are hanging in that game, they're probably going to win. Yeah. Uh, Pats lead the NFL in scoring offense, 35.2 points per game, and defense 10.5 points per game allowed over the last six games when they've gone on this streak just to surge up to the top of the NFL. Uh, The Bills swept the Pats for the first time since 1999 last year, including a 36-9 beatdown on Monday Night Football in New England in Week 16. And I think that that game has to be a motivating factor for Bill Belichick. And I know it's, you know, whatever Pete doesn't believe that people – uh, get motivated for football games, but they embarrassed no, that's not Belichick. What I said. That's I not what I said. You're just going for revenge now. games. This is a Bill Belichick revenge game. The Bills embarrassed the Patriots last year. They sent a message saying, this is our division now. Well, Bill Belichick has a new message. Not so fast, my friend. Um, this team is just eerily reminiscent of 2000, the 2001 Pats. I mean, they have a great defense with names that people don't really, they're not household names. They run the football with a myriad myriad running backs with different skill sets and they have this young quarterback who just makes clutch plays and is good you know is very efficient and doesn't make a ton of mistakes you know not a huge volume guy mac jones minus 300 for rookie of the year right right now and this would probably cement it if they go into buffalo and beat the beat the bills and more or less so up the division i think mac jones locks up rookie of the year and i think they go do it i think belichick wants a little revenge little vengeance i think the patriots are just the best team in football right now they're consistent they're going to pound the ball on the Bills, and they're going to win the game outright. So give me the Bill, or give me the Pats as the best bet. WFT, 
coming off a huge uh, an, a huge LFG game for Ron Rivera on Monday night uh, as they held off the Seahawks. They're headed to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Raiders, Pete, are two and a half point favorites with a total of 49 and a half. Yeah, this was another one that was tough for me, but I, I really love the over in the game. I think this one's going to go up and down the field. I, I think both defenses have issues, even though Washington's played better. That was more of a function of Russell Wilson not being able to throw the football. You know, he can't throw it. I mean, he should probably he should have probably rested a couple more weeks before he went back out there. And um, they are playing better in the secondary. I got to give them credit for that. The corners are playing much better. Um, they still don't rush the passer well without their guys on the edge, and, and so that's concerning. And Derek Carr was good last week. I mean, they, they threw the football around. Getting that speed element involved with Deshaun Jackson helps the offense. So I, I like the over more than the game. But if I had to play the game, I, I would probably play the Raiders in this spot. Yeah, three-game win streak for Washington. That D's been playing better, you know, during that whole win streak. Now, obviously, that Bucks game was is the key one where they held the Bucks down. So I think it's more than just you know what they saw last week um, and getting to play a limited offense. Heineke's been solid at quarterback. The offense just got key players back in Logan Thomas and Curtis Samuel. They'll play more moving forward. They kind of limited them a little bit in their first game back. Um, Scherf returned versus Tampa Bay. The run game had two big days after that game. You know, they didn't do well. I mean, they only had 90 rushing yards against Tampa, which is pretty good for Tampa. Um, but then they did well the next two games. I don't think it's a coincidence you get Scherf back and you can run the ball now. Um, Las Vegas D's not been playing well. I can't really count on the pass offense to succeed with Waller hurt. They've been inconsistent, even though Carr had a good good game last week. Look ahead was one and a half. They moved it up a point. I guess because Vegas beat Dallas, you know, in this big upset pick, which upsets are going to happen. It was a great win for them. But I don't think that that improved the quality of their team one point. And then you just leave Washington alone because Washington's look pretty solid, too. So I think there's value playing Washington back on two and a half. I think the line should be closer to a pick them. But I threw it in my teaser, another plus two and a half to move it up to eight and a half. So my teaser is Washington and New England, both at eight and a half this week. Yeah, big fan of that teaser. Um yeah, I like that. I, I, I like it so much, RJ, that I won't bet it with my personal money to ensure that it it, it stays. Uh, it, look at RJ. RJ's like, no, oh, no, please, no, please, no, please. No, I, um, no, I am going to bet it. <laughs> so make sure that we're, that was my uh, just make sure that Brinson's not on it so I can play it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not a. I'm not Washington. I do like New England, but I, I I think the the trend sort of favor Washington here. Teams on short rest, Washington playing teams on extended rest. Las Vegas are 4-0-1 straight up this season and 8-0-1 in the past nine games overall. Maybe that's a more of a coincidence, but an interesting trend to think about. Washington, 3-0 straight up on short rest under Ron Rivera. And after starting the year 2-6 and and allowing 28.4 points per game, they are 3-0 since they're by and allowing just 18.3 points per game. The defense is playing a lot better. It's weird, too. Chase Young leaving. The Raiders have failed to cover seven straight games as a favorite, and they are 0-2 straight up against the spread in 2021 on extended rest. Given all those trends, I lean Washington. Um, actually, I kind of like a Washington Pats money line parlay. I'm not going to make it a best bet, but I, I do I do like Washington a lot in uh, this spot. Um, okay, Cardinals, minus eight at Bears, over under 45 and a half. Pete, the Bears are 0-3 straight up and against the spread as a home dog this year. And 0-10 against the spread versus teams against above 500 since the start of 2019, the longest streak since 2000. Can they shake that trend? Uh, I looked at our picks on this, and oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I feel for the Bears fans. <laughs> I like the Bears. I just think this number is bloated. We don't know what the Cardinals are going to be like with, with those guys coming off injuries, with Murray uh, you know, coming off his injury, and, and also with – Hopkins coming off his. Um, and I just think the number's too high. Chicago will be able to, I think, run the ball a little bit in this game. And their defense is, is, is a good defense. It's not a great defense anymore, particularly without Mac out there. But it's a good defense. And I think they'll hang around. I, I'm going to take the big bloated number. Uh, I'm going to take the Bears. And I think that uh, you guys are too, which might be a problem for all of us. Yeah, the market agrees with you, Pete. It's down to seven and a half now. I agree that at eight was too much. Um, I wouldn't have made the line any higher than seven. So at plus eight, I have a best bet on Chicago too. Arizona expects to have Kyler back. We don't know if for sure he's going to play. You know, the, he's been limited in practice to start the week. We assume he's going to play, but you know, we we thought he was going to play before this too, and it hadn't happened. Not sure about Field dealing with cracked ribs. He he did limited practice as well, but he didn't practice with the one. So probably likely to sit Fields. Um, I would like this game more if Fields was playing. Should be cold and windy. That favors Chicago. 
Chicago is a team that wants to run and is good versus the run um, against, you know, Arizona a team with Kyler Murray, better passing game weapons, probably wants to throw it a little more. Um, so that might slow them down. Keep this a little bit lower scoring, closer game. We've seen plenty of teams struggle out of the bye and Arizona has the Rams on Monday night football next week. I mean, it's tough to say coming out of a bye at the look ahead spot because you've already had a week off, but you know, that's what they're looking at is if we can put the nail in the coffin of the Rams in this division, we're going to win the division uh, with how the Rams are playing. So I think this is a bad spot for them. Chicago could take them a little bit, um, you know, off guard, maybe uh, Arizona only wins by three or four instead of seven or eight. So I, I think there's value on taking Chicago. I'm also on them. Yeah, RJ, I'm on the Bears too. Oh, sorry. Real go ahead, quick, please. RJ, you said that you think they're better off playing with Fields. Yeah, over Dalton. I mean, he he gives them an element to the offense. I know. I mean, Detroit. I think it's smart to play Fields because you have to get ready. But I think he's a better Dalton's a much better passer right now. Much better. Fields. I think in this you. game, you're going to want Fields. In this yeah, particular game, I want Fields too. The uh, the Bears eight and three to the under this season, thirty nine point four points per game total in their in their games on average, which is the second lowest behind only the Broncos. So maybe there's a little value to the under here. I know that, that Kyler's coming back off that injury, and he tweeted that weird uh, Avengers. RJ, you're a Marvel guy, right? Don't you like Marvel? Um, I mean, I've watched most of them. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Don't worry about it. I. I, I he tweeted a Thanos gif, and it makes no sense relative to like what he was trying to say. If he was trying to say "I'm back," like th- I, Thanos doesn't. Thanos at no point is like "I'm back." Like that's not the thing. Like, I don't get what RJ. I mean, I don't get what uh, RJ Kyler was trying to do. Um, maybe the Cliff Kingsbury contract stuff is a little bit of a distraction for them. Um, yeah, I don't buy that he's Pete. Do you buy that he's going to Oklahoma? By the way, no, Oklahoma. I think that, this this is this is an agent trying to stir up. Uh, a raise and an extension, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. He's gonna get it. <laughs> of course, he's going to get it. Bidwell is going to cough it up. Kyle probably stick out. It's, it's funny though. If he was, if he is, if his record was flipped right now, he'd be fired. Yeah, if he was two and nine, yes, he would be. Fired. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and right. it's like Oklahoma is going to hire the guy who just got fired by Texas Tech three years ago. I don't think so. Uh, anyway, um, I like the Bears as well. I think when you look at the the just the number of points, number of plays that are going to be run. And the Cardinals are not scared. They have a defense best under Cliff so far. I think they're uh, you know, giving up under 20 points per game. This should be a low-scoring affair. So I want the eight points if I can get it. And obviously, if we're all on this, that means we're going to automatically put it in the uh, the parlay. The first loser. Of the, yeah, there uh, you go. There you go. We're all done with that one. The uh, Eagles at the Jets. Eagles minus six and a half with an over under of 45. The Eagles, by the way, 11 and 0 all time versus the Jets. It's the most wins without a loss in any head to head matchup in NFL history. And the Eagles have won all five meetings since 2000 by seven plus points. Pete, <laughs> does that entice you to take the Jets? Yes, it does. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Jets. I, I again, where is Hertz in terms of his health? I know he's practicing. He's, he said he's but, good to play. Yeah, but where is he, though? You know, I mean, there's still some doubt about him, and that that could possibly mean Gardner Minshew on the field, which solidifies the Jets pick if he shows up. But <coughs> seriously, <coughs> excuse me, Hertz didn't play very well last week. I mean, I think, in fact, he was awful. And I just think the Jets will take something from that and limit him again. And I don't think that, you know, Zach Wilson was better last week. He was much better. He's not good, but he was much better. And that's a step in the right direction. I think he's going to grow in confidence. I think this number is a little too high, uh, which is why I'm going to take the Jets as one of my best bets. And I'm probably going to regret this. It's one of those picks you make and you go, oh, and then like Sunday afternoon, you'll be going, yeah, why did I make that pick? But I'm going to make it anyways. I'm going to take the points of the Jets. Yeah, I think you regret it. I have a best bet on Philly minus six and a half. It's up to seven now in the market. I think because of Hertz um, moving up, uh, you know, looking like he's going to play. That's what moved it up. Uh, Philly only lost by six on their worst possible day for the offense against the Giants. That tells you how de- well the defense is playing right now. And the Jets offense, I don't think they look good at all. I know Wilson might be playing a little bit better, but considering how bad he was before before his injury, I mean, that's the pretty easy to look better there. And that was a bad Houston team. You know, I like fading the Jets coming off a win that that probably they might not have deserved. They didn't play great in that game, I don't think. Uh, I know it was against a bad team. Uh, look ahead was Philly minus seven. So if you get six and a half, you're getting value falling from the key. 
key number uh, if these teams are funneling, fundamentally the same as they were last week. Um, Hurt says he'll play. I'll trust him. I think you start the line at seven versus the Jets with any solid team because I don't think the Jets are very good. So, um, yeah, I love getting minus six and a half. It's the best bet for me. I uh, I lean towards the Jets here, and I actually think in my picks post, I picked the Jets to win the game, which I'm, I'm sure I, there's no way I could possibly regret picking the Jets to beat the Eagles, given their terrible run right? defense. I don't, Me I don't either. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't I don't know. I'm not really sure. And then you see like all the trends and it's like 11 and 0 all time against the Jets. Uh, the the Eagles first in rush yards per game, second in yards per rush, first in rush touchdowns. The Jets are 27th in rush yards per game allowed, 26th in yards per rush allowed and dead last in rush TDs allowed. The Eagles run on 50% of their plays. But if Hurts is banged up, are they really gonna, I mean, are they really going to send a banged out banged up Jalen Hurts out there and have him run a bunch? Like they might try and make him a pass it, like make him pass first in this game and just try and pound the ball. The Jets can load the box and force Hurts to beat him deep. I like the, I like the Jets to pull off the upset. And I'm not just doing that so Debo's team can win and get back in the playoff hunt. Jalen Hurts, by the way, last week, second worst single game passer rating by a starting quarterback this season. The only one who was worse. Can you name it? It's pretty easy. Who was it? Is uh, I can, Zach Wilson? Cam last week. He went five or twenty. Oh, Cam. 5.8 oh, yeah. passer rating last week. Jalen Hurts was 17.5. 4.2 yards per attempt. Oh, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. That's really, really bad. If he can't run, it's going to be a problem for them. So I think that is worth watching his status on the injury report. It is Christmas party season which means you need to be looking your best when you go out. Like you have New Year's plans. People, you know, every single like commercial you see is like, welcome, everybody's back. We're out seeing people. You know, you're, you, maybe you're seeing folks for the first time, seeing your friends, seeing your family for the first time in a while. If you are, you're going to want to look sharp. And that's where Indochino comes in. Indochino can get your closet where you want it to be before the New Year start. Or maybe you just want to gift a wardrobe upgrade to someone you care about with an Indochino gift card. I have shopped on Indochino.com. And I can tell you, it's amazing. I don't like seeing people. I don't like talking to people. I don't, I don't like interacting with people. I like interacting with the internet and interacting with websites. And with Indochino, you can do that. You can measure yourself. It's like you're surprised at how many different measurements you actually need to figure out how to perfectly custom tailor a shirt, a suit, whatever you want to buy. Uh, and Indochino.com allows you to do that if, for any reason, you want to uh, go to a, a showroom. You can go to Nordstrom.com and check that out with Indochino. They offer custom, completely custom-fitted suits, shirts, casual wear, and more. Surprisingly affordable prices. Every piece is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail. You want to – what's your middle initial, Pete? What are you, PS. PSP? You want yeah. a PSP on your, uh, on your, on your, uh, on your uh, pocket there? A little monogram on the shirt cuff? You can do it. It's included. The best part, Indochino suits start from just $429 and shirts from $79 with all customizations included. And to help you guys out, we're going to give you $50 off any purchase of $399 or more by using promo code PICK6 at Indochino.com. Give yourself a custom closet revamp with Indochino or give the gift of great style with an Indochino gift card. $50 off any purchase of $399. 99 or more at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Use promo code PIC6, P-I-C-K-S-I-X. Go revamp your closet. All right. The Ravens at the Steelers. A, I mean, frankly, a kind of a shocking line. I guess it's not because the Steelers are terrible, and I think T.J. Watts already ruled out for this game. But any, I mean, how often do you see a an AFC North Massive matchup, huge playoff division implications, and you've got the home team, especially Raven Steelers. This is a Nance Romo Tracy Wolfson special, and the Steelers are catching four and a half at home with a total of just 44, Pete. And you won't need the four and a half. How about that? Ooh. Yeah. I, I think the Steelers are, are I know they're not as good as they've been, but I, that's a prideful group, and Mike Tomlin will get them back playing good football. And it's not like the Ravens are lighting anybody up. When was the last time the Ravens, you came away from a Ravens game and you said, they look really good. You know what it was? It was when they beat the Chargers in the middle of October. Mm. They have not been a good football team. And and look, the Steelers haven't either. But you're going to give me four and a half points with the Steelers at home? I'm taking it. And I, and I think they're going to get back to being a physical team because that's all they heard all week is that they're not physical, they're not physical, they're not physical. 
Uh, I think they're going to play well in this game. I, I think their season is on the line in this game. And, and I think they're actually going to win the game outright. So I'm going to take the four and a half uh, as one of my best bets. Yeah, I want to say it'll be a low-scoring AFC North battle that the dog of more than three covers. But I said that last week with two games, and it did not work out. And uh, um, so I, I can't, I'm just going to automatically think it's going to be a close game there. Pittsburgh's defense right now looks as bad as their offense, even accounting for injuries. Watts on the COVID list, you know, looks like he's missing the game. Baltimore's offense is struggling with Lamar at quarterback over the last three weeks when he has played. Um, I'm more confident it'll come together for them than it will for the Steelers. We saw the Steelers fall off last year at this time when they started 11-0. Um, they're obviously not as good this year, but you know, I, I don't know that Ben's going to play very well down the stretch. And um, I, I can't play the Steelers right now. I, I think the line's too high for the Ravens. I can't play the Steelers, so I'm just going to stay away. Yeah, I picked the Steelers uh, against the spread for my picks uh, picks post, but I, I'm sort of with you, RJ. It's <laughs> The Steelers are going off back-to-back losses of the Bengals and Chargers. They've allowed 40-plus points in back-to-back games for the first time since 1989. Prior to week 11, they'd gone 40 straight games without allowing 30-plus points, which is actually the longest such streak since the 92 through 95 Browns. Steelers' defense over the past two weeks, 41 points per game, worse than the NFL. 451.5 yards per game allowed, worse than the NFL. And 16% pressure percentage, worst in the NFL. They are playing terrible, but... I cannot possibly take the Ravens laying four and a half points on the road against Pittsburgh in this matchup. It's a late window. Again, it is the feature game on CBS. The Steelers know what is it, what's what's on the line here. And when you look at Big Ben and Mike Tomlin as dogs in their career against the spread, since the start of 2018, the Steelers are 5-0 and against the spread as an underdog, 4-1 and straight up. Tomlin in his career, 11-3-2 against the spread. That's 79% uh, as an underdog. And Big Ben, 8-2 and straight up and against the spread as an underdog. I mean, this is just a team, like this is just a prime spot to play the Steelers, but they're so, they've been so bad lately. I can't make them a best bet. I do agree with you though, Pete. Um, maybe this is one we revisit if we don't get to three uh, for the parlay. Cause we all like the Steelers, but RJ and I are just petrified of how bad the Steelers are. I don't, I don't like the Steelers. I like no. staying away. <laughs> I like staying away as well. The Vikings minus seven at the lions and over under a 46 and a half. Um, was it the Vikings have played every single one of their games? Every single one of their losses have been a one-score loss, and I believe all but one of their games this season has been a one-score game. Does that trend continue, Pete? It does, and I, I'm going to add the Lions to my Jets pick. <laughs> That's some stinking dogs. <laughs> this, oh, this it really is. Dogs. It really is. I, look, it was a tough card for me this week, and so I decided to take some dogs, and, and when I took the Lions – They've been in games. They play hard. Look, they're not a good team, uh, but you're getting more than a touchdown at home. Uh, and, it, and this is back-to-back row games for the Vikings. And, and you know, the Dalvin Cook situation is you know, one that should be uh, one that bears watching and, and probably will, you know, hurt their offense in a big way. I know Madison's a good back, but he's not Cook. And Kirk Cousins was awful last week. I mean, he really was. When, when it was time to make plays, he couldn't make any. And so I, for that reason, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But for that reason, I'm going to take the Lions. So in, in that situation, you give me more than a touchdown, I'm taking Detroit. Is this a big game for Kirk Cousins, Pete? Uh, no. <laughs> kind no. of. It's just the smallest possible game you can have playing, playing the Lions. So I think, <laughs> I I think Cousins is going to win to get in the playoffs. 31 of 34 for 800 yards for Cousins. Like, he's just going to go off. No, uh, Detroit, I mean, they're, they're a bad team. They haven't won. But they continue to hang in there on the scoreboard and cover, despite being severely outplayed in the box score. That was actually the story of the close loss to Minnesota earlier this year. I think it was 19 by 17, 19 to 17. Uh, Minnesota should have won by more in that game, uh, the way they outplayed him in that game. Uh, but like you said, Minnesota's only won by seven more than once this year. Um, more than seven. Can't run away from teams for whatever reason. Uh, with Cook, I actually think it could be a positive for the offense and maybe they don't run it as much they throw it to the best players on their team they get jefferson and Thielen more looks because when you're targeting those guys a bunch you're gonna score a lot of points because they, they have one of the best receiver tandems in the league and you should play like it uh while on the other side detroit probably playing without swift and that they don't really have anybody to fill in with that jamal williams i don't think i'm supposed to what swift gives them in the offense uh detroit hasn't scored more than 19 points since week one while minnesota but has scored 26 plus the last four weeks with how these offenses are playing. I want to see Minnesota, you know, Detroit will keep it, keep it up and keep covering, but it feels like a 27, 17, 27, 14 type of game. So my lean would be to Minnesota in this one. I am going to take the lions as a best bet in this spot. 
They're seven and four against the spread, despite uh, their O ten and one straight up record. By the way, that uh, that they are on a fifteen game losing streak right now. It's the uh, second longest in franchise history. Which the amazing thing about the Lions is that <laughs> since two thousand, so we're talking twenty one years, which is a long time. But I mean, you know. They have three losing streaks of 13 games or more. Three of them in 21 years. That is crazy. Like, that is an insane amount of losing. It's just a terrible team. But six and one against the spread this season as underdogs of four or four plus points. They've also scored, by the way, uh, future uh, fewer than 20 points in 10 straight games, which is the longest such streak since the 2005 Ravens. The under. Uh, has hit in eight of their past nine games. So that might be something to look at. But I just think you look at this team and how hard they're trying, how hard they're playing. They're not going to quit on Dan Campbell. I mean, they might quit, you know, once the season is over and, you know, maybe in like week 17, but like they're still fighting out there. And as Pete points out, with no, you know, no DeAndre Swift is a problem, but Jamal Williams can fill in and be capable for them. You know, if, if the difference, I mean, the difference is, I don't want to say it's negligible, but I think Jamal Williams can have a big game against the Vikings. And this is just a, a prime backdoor spot where the Lions are leading. The Vikings come back, they take a big 10-point lead, and the Vikings come through the backdoor at the last second. So I got the Lions as the best bet. I mean, there are some rancid dogs out there. Um, that's a home dog. And they're going to extend the rest. Jaguars at the Rams. The Rams are minus 13 in the spot. The over-under is 48. All the talk for a week has been how – Potential future Hall of Famer Matthew Stafford is dealing with injuries, Pete. He, uh, he's he got injuries to his, I think it's his shoulder, his knee, his hip, his back. Every, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what, what's what they are. Troy Aikman mentioned it 72 times on the broadcast. Uh, but in the Rams are on a three-game losing streak. It is a, uh, it, it's a problem that Matthew Stafford's not playing well. But they have lost to pretty good teams in San Francisco, Tennessee, and Green Bay. And now they got a pretty bad team in the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to Los Angeles uh, do you like the Rams laying almost two touchdowns? Is this Hall of Fame candidacy going out the window now, Brinson? It's it's, it's, it's shriveling. <laughs> yeah, Brinson had him in the Hall of Fame. Before it was a great bounce of raisin. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, he's not playing well, and and they're not running the ball. That offense needs to get back to running the football. I mean, that's, that's the McVay offense, and I think they're caught between being – what they wanted to be with Stafford and what they should be with McVay, which is running the football. Um, but this is a great spot for the Rams. And the reason being, the Jaguars are 3-13 and 13 on the West Coast. They Last time they went to the West Coast off the bye, Seattle, who stinks, just dominated them from start to finish. And this is another situation. If the Rams had won at Green Bay, I wouldn't like this game as much. But the fact that they're losing and they need this game – it's not going to be one where they overlook the Jaguars. I think they're going to be able to do whatever they want on offense, throwing the football. Even though the Jaguars' defense has been better lately. Um, and on the other side of the ball, I, Aaron Donald might have five sacks in this game. He will line up against Ben Barch, their second-year guard, who had trouble with Grady Jarrett last week, and they will dominate the line of scrimmage. So for that reason, this might be one of my best bets. I normally don't want to lay 13, but I think Jacksonville gets blown to smithereens. Yeah, I can't lay the 13 with how how bad the Rams have looked. They're clearly the better team overall. They just haven't played well lately. Um, so, I, I, you know, I thought the offense would have gotten right by this point. I'm not just going to assume they're going to get right versus Jacksonville. You said uh, Jacksonville plays bad on the West Coast. I mean, they play bad everywhere. So, I mean, if we're going to start talking Jacksonville. Talk about trend. their history, though, in their history. Okay, well, <laughs> I care more about what's happened in the last few years than what's, you know, happening in 1997 or whatever. Um Jacksonville's offense hasn't scored more than 17 points the last five games. Speaking of recent history, nothing to respect in the passing game there um, with Laquan, Laquan Treadwell getting, you know, the, the number one looks, I guess, at this point with Dan Arnold hurt now. Um, Rams defense is third in yards per rush allowed. Shouldn't have much trouble shutting down Jacksonville, um, especially James Robinson, who went from limited practice on Wednesday to no practice on Thursday. So if he's out, it's a huge, huge uh, you know, negative for Jacksonville. So um, I'm, not, I'm I'm talking down Jacksonville, um, but I don't want to lay 13 with other Rams. Like if I'm playing this game, I'm playing the under 48 um, and just expecting Jacksonville not to score anything. And hopefully it's like a you know 20 to 10 type of game. I got the Rams as a best bet too. Pete, Pete and I are going to sink or swim. Apparently, um, look again. The, the three teams that the Rams played the la- over the course of their losing streak, San Francisco was a desperate team, and, and people didn't realize that they were about to flip it around. The Titans are 
just the weirdest team in football. Um, and and they had those pick sixes and or the one pick six. And Matthew Stafford had the bad picks. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but that's a deep, pretty decent front for the uh, for the Tennessee Titans. And then Green Bay, they played in a frosty, uh, massive primetime NFC showdown. It sort of reminds me of the Cowboys with how the Rams are being treated. Where if you took the three losses, right, like the team's seven, what seven and four, uh, right, seven and four. If you take the, isn't that right? Are they seven and four? Am I crazy? That sounds right. The Rams are so, yeah, yeah. Sounds right. Anyway, if you take the three losses and you spread them out over the course of the season, it's just not a big deal. But because the losses are clustered right here in the middle of the season, as everybody's making a playoff push, people are freaking the geek out. And I and I get it. Like you don't want to lose three in a row. It's it's a bad look. But good teams they played. The Jaguars are a terrible team. And I don't even I agree that they need to start running, but I think this is a spot where after all this stuff has been leaked out about Matthew Stafford's injuries and how he's fighting through all this stuff and how bad they played and you're losing Green Bay, you come out of this is a get right game for Stafford. You run a bunch of play action, you let him wing it around. Cooper Cup has a monster game, Tyler Higby big game. Maybe you get Odell Beckham involved and you have him blow up and and then everybody just relaxes. And the Ravens, I mean the the, the Rams, the Ravens, the Rams win by 28 points. Everybody can settle down for a week and take some of the pressure off of you. This is a get-right spot for the Rams. I love Rams minus 13. I like the Rams team total as well. Let's take a quick break. and we come back, well, the Broncos spoil one of our favorite bets in podcast history because RJ may be fading a popular trend on the Pick 6 Podcast. Next. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Broncos at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 10, over under 47. I'm not sure if you're aware, Pete. But Andy Reid's off the bye. Andy Reid's off the bye. Did you know that Andy Reid's coming off the bye? Yeah, he is, and I know you love that. And We even, we even mentioned your song on our, uh, on our show the other day. Oh, yeah. that's nice of you. Did you make fun of me yeah. while you're doing it? I'm sure. No, 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 no. Um, probably you're skeptical. I, I probably made fun of you a little bit. No, I didn't. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a catchy song. You deserve credit for it. I like it. Um, I'm, I had a tough time with this game, and because Andy Reid coming off the bye is so good, I think the Chiefs' defense is playing much better. I don't believe in the Denver offense at all, um, and and so I had a real tough time with this game. In the end. I, I lay the points with the Chiefs. I don't love it at all, uh, again, but I'd rather take Patrick Mahomes and that defense right now than Teddy Bridgewater and their defense. So I'm going to lay the 10. I have best bet on Denver. Uh, Denver's won three of the last four. They're not getting much respect on this line, and I get it. I, I topped down Denver when they were on their early winning streak. I didn't think they were that good, but um, I just don't think they're getting respected at all here. Kansas City just four and seven against the spread. This year, they've closed higher than minus seven only once. That was the Giants game. They were 10-point favorites. They 
won that by three. I'm giving Kansas City full credit for being back. I have the number two in the power ratings. I have them, I think, six points better than an average team. And I still think this line's a little too high because I don't think Denver is as bad as this line's making it out. These teams played in Kansas City last year at this time, early December. Kansas City was on a much better, you know, offense, much like 10-game winning streak, I think, when all was said and done going into the playoffs. And they won this game 22 to 16 with their offense rolling. That shows you that Denver kind of knows how to slow this this offense down a little bit when it's playing well, and it hasn't necessarily been playing well the last month, couple months, except for that Raiders game. Uh, so the trend has been to fade Kansas City's big dogs this season and going into last season, uh, middle the end of last season. I'm going to do it here with a team that's playing well. Uh, Denver plus 10. Uh, you can see it's come down a little bit, nine and a half. I mean, once it gets to nine, I'm, I'm bailing. But at 10, I like Denver. Yeah, Sunday Night Football, too, in case I didn't mention that. Not that that matters, but, I mean, you know, it is a primetime spot. Patrick Mahomes and, and the Chiefs have been playing really well. Uh, you know, going into the bye, starting to turn things around, suddenly have everything in front of them to win the division, to even chase down the, the AFC number one seed. I mean, it's everything's on the table for the Chiefs. I, I mean, I really wish it was, like, Chiefs minus seven, right? I mean, and no bleep Sherlock. Everyone would like Chiefs minus seven. But 10 is a ton of points, even for Andy Reid off the bye. However. I have a personal, you know, brand situation here with the song that I can't bail and take Denver. So even though I agree with you completely that the Broncos at plus 10 are probably a good bet, I simply can't do it. I have to take the Chiefs because of the song, because Andy Reid off the bye. Andy Reid. How, how many how many times has Andy Reid covered the last four years off the bye? I don't know the answer to that. Once. You? We should. I mean, no, once. I think that's probably when you started the song, right? Four years ago. I think Brinson <laughs> is the ultimate mush here. <laughs> Andy Reid can't cover off the bye now. This is Brent to start I mushed Andy Reid off the bye. Wow. Takes a lot to mush Andy Reid off the bye. Um, he is, by the way, 19 and three straight up, 86% off the bye since 1990. But as you point out, you know, that's not against the spread. He just wins off the bye. It would be surprising if they lost. It wouldn't be surprising at all if the Broncos covered. I'm still going to, I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to stick with the brand and, uh, and hope it works out. Again, not an intelligent. Football-based pick, a simple brand-based song pick for for me uh, in this spot. The 49ers, minus three and a half at the Seahawks. I mean, what was the – I mean, what, what is this line pre-Russell Wilson surgery? Seahawks minus three, right? I mean, it's a huge swing, but at the same time, it's it's – I mean, Russell Wilson looks like crap, Pete. His hand is not right. He came back two or three, maybe three or four weeks too early. Brady Quinn called it the second he got hurt and said, and we all knew he was going to rush back because he's out there doing the fake handoffs and the fake play action passes and the fake huddles and looking for the cameras. And he wants people to know, oh, Russ heals so fast. He's such a great healer. Uh, and, and he comes back too early and he, and he hasn't looked right. And it's, it's hampered the Seahawks offense. Uh, of course, so has um, Pete Carroll. But good news, they got Adrian Peterson. So now they can really establish a run in the spot. Maybe he got too attached to his fake receivers and he won't throw the ball to DK Metcalf anymore. <laughs> I mean, what, what is that? I don't I get it. What are they doing? There. <laughs> I mean, what are they doing? Get the ball to DK Metcalf. I, I don't understand what they're doing. And, and there's going to be big changes in Seattle. Now, whether Pete Carroll goes um, – Maybe he wants to walk away. I mean, if you're Pete Carroll, you should have called USC. You could have got $10 million a year um, <laughs> for 10 years. He, although I don't think he's going to coach till he's 80. But I think the Seattle team is a mess. It really is. And, and that's going to show up. The 49ers are playing really good football. They're physically mauling teams in the run game. And I think they're going to maul the Seahawks in this game in the run game. I, I, I'm not making it a best bet, but I, I lean to San Francisco. There's no way I'm taking Seattle. Our line was three and a half, and at that, at home, I wanted to take Seattle, and I could not talk myself into it. Um, Seattle beat San Francisco earlier in the year, but they were thoroughly outplayed in that game. It was kind of a fake final. Um, San Fran's clearly trending up while Seattle's trending down. You know, maybe there would be value on a slumping team for playing Seattle there. The look ahead was two and a half. Um, I think I thought Russ looked a little bit better on Monday night. Uh, so maybe he's improving slowly, but you know, it's probably too little too late with this record. Um, Seattle's defense gives up plenty of yards, but not points. For the last five games, opponents have scored no more than 17. Uh, with Debo out, I think it's probably going to be a lower scoring game. So that's another you know, point in favor of Seattle. But once it gets to three, I, I completely off Seattle. <laughs> I'm like probably 49ers probably win this game by three. So I went and played a derivative in this game. Um, I took Seattle's team total under 21 and a half points with how the offense is playing. I just don't see them putting up points against really any solid defense right now. So um, it, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game rather than play the, the total game under. I'm just going to play Seattle's team total under 21 and a half since we get that key key uh, number of 21 under there. 
Yeah, the San Francisco rush defense is actually really good. And I mean, I don't know. It's it's insane to me that you can, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see you can actually, on, it's kind of cool in Caesars. You can, uh, as RJ was pointing out, you can, you can, there's a little bar you can shift if you want to play certain team total. Like you can move the team total uh, for the home and away team up or down. Um, in other words, so you can adjust the juice, so you can get the really get those D- derivatives. Debo's like playing with San Francisco oh, right now, so <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, go down, scroll down to uh, the home team, or go, go click. You got to go to the home team, yeah. But like, if you thought the Seahawks are going to score less than seventeen points, um, you could you, you can and you can see again YouTube.com/slash/pixx. And you're watching in YouTube, whether you're live or watching it later, smash that like button if you don't mind, and hit that subscribe button. So you can go see how like yeah, you can get total points. You can sl- like slide that thing down to seventeen, Debo, and just see what it gives us. Because then if you – or 18 and a half, there you go. Like, or say, yeah, there you go, 17. Like, if you think the Seahawks will score less than 17 points, you can get it at 2 to 1. Now, if they score 17 even, push, no no nothing, no no harm, no foul. At any rate, um, I, I like the 49ers here. I don't love them. It's a – 3 and a half is a lot, or 3 with a ton of juice is just – it's a lot on the road. But, I mean, it basically boils down – if you're betting on the Seahawks at any point over the next two or three weeks, it all boils down to do you think that Russell Wilson is going to magically figure things out? And I can't buy it. The way that Brady Quinn – like he, I know I mention this all the time, but like the way that Brady described how he dealt with that, that surgery, having the pins in his hand and then taken out. I mean, he says – like, I mean, he didn't want to – I don't think he wanted to say it because it sounded like making an excuse, but like – he said it affected every throw he made for the rest of his professional career because he couldn't, he didn't have the same feeling on the football. And Russ is adjusting that. I, I think psychologically it's messing with him. Physically, it's clearly messing with him. But like mentally and psychologically, it is screwing him up. He didn't want to run. He doesn't trust himself holding the football the way that he used to. He, you can tell the ball's just not coming off right. He was sailing easy, short passes over his receiver's heads out of bounds. So I'm fading the Seahawks until, until further notice. And it, Adds to the fade when they get Adrian Peterson. Like, what are you going to do? Establish a run more? As Pete points out, big changes are coming, and it's it's going to be a Pete Carroll or Pete Pete or Russ situation. And I don't even know if does Russ even want to stick around for a rebuild, even if if even if Pete Carroll gets tossed and he gets to pick a new coach. Probably not. Probably not. Bucks minus eleven at the Falcons. Tom Brady beat the crap out of the Falcons the last time, but there were two pick sixes in the fourth quarter that made it look like a bigger blowout than it might have been. Falcons are toast, but, you know, they got a division rival. Maybe they get up for this. Bucks minus 11, over under 50 and a half, Pete. Yeah, this comes down to the offensive line of the Atlanta Falcons against the front of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, hmm. and, and that's a major mismatch. And, and I thought, to be honest with you, though, the Falcons' offensive line played much better than I thought they would last week against Jacksonville. Um, and, but Jacksonville's not Tampa when it comes to the defensive line. And I think you're going to pressure the quarterback. Matt Ryan's going to go down a bunch. That'll lead to turnovers and short fields. And I don't see how the Atlanta's going to stop Tampa Bay's offense. So uh, for that reason, I don't like laying this many points in a, in a second division game between teams, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus the points. I like the over uh, in this game as well. I like the over too. I'm actually like I like another derivative Tampa Bay's team total over 30.5 as my play in this game. So um, I like the over, but I like that play a little more. I think Brady's going to make an MVP push. You know, I think he's probably the favorite right now. So, um, so, but he didn't coming off of a not great statistical game with Fortnite getting all the touchdowns. I think this is where he wants, he sees the Falcons on the schedule, Falcons bad defense, and he wants to put up some video game numbers in this game. It's amazing to me that Atlanta has five wins with how bad their team is. They could get routed here. I think, Um, I think they could be just as bad as, as some of the other worst teams in the league. Each Tampa Bay Atlanta game since Brady's come to town, has been 58 points or more. Um, so that's another, another, um, you know, point in favor of the over Atlanta has had less than 200 net passing yards and four of the last five though and they're not going to run it on Tampa so their offense needs to find some way to, to put points on the board if we are going to get this over otherwise Tampa's going to have to score you know 40 on their own um, should be a game I think where Tampa does score 38-41 Atlanta only needs those two touchdowns to push it over um, ideally getting at least one in garbage time so if you like the over I, I'm fine playing it I would play the Tampa Bay team total over and expect Brady to throw up four touchdowns as, as he's trying to win MVP here yeah it's, that, the MVP angle is a very good one because I, you know Brady's already won a Super Bowl with the Bucs. I think he would love to win an MVP 
at his age, you, know, you break that record, you win it all, with your new team, you win without Belichick. When Belichick's having success over there, I, I, I don't, not that I think they're watching each other that closely, but I don't think it's, you know, off the table. Plus, he's got, you know, he's doing all these docs. He'll come out with a new man in the arena, 12 part series about his MVP win. Uh, and Tom Brady loves to troll the Falcons, loves it. Like he's constantly mentioning 28 3 and trolling Atlanta. It's, it's just, it's, it seems unnecessary given all the pain the Falcons have been through. Um, Initially, I really liked the Buccaneers, but I do think those those two pick sixes are maybe twisting this a little bit. I, we can see some Matt Ryan garbage time here. Um, I'll take the Falcons not as the best bet. I, I think the over is a very good look, uh, and that team total over is probably smart, especially because if if the Bucs get up big, it's entirely possible that Atlanta just sort of packs it in and, and calls it a day. Let me ask you something. Um, most important thing, of course, is, is health and getting his mental health and getting it right. Is there any chance Calvin Ridley comes back this year? I don't. I mean, I would. No, I would be surprised, I right? So. I would be shocked because I'm asking because I have to. Because Antonio Brown is not playing in this game, and I have Calvin Ridley and Antonio Brown on a fantasy team. It's a must-win situation. You know, a, you're talking about a man's mental health, and you're worried about it from a fantasy standpoint. No, that's why I said you, more important oh is his mental God. health. Oh my God. I'm asking, do you think what? I can drop Calvin Ridley? Yes or no? <laughs> uh, I say yeah. no. I think he can come back at any time. Like we don't, we don't know, don't know what he's going through. I can't give you. He's a, eligible to come back. Mental whenever, health. Yeah. Right? So I, you know, it's it's we don't know his situation, but uh, you know there's. <laughs> these type of things i think there's a chance that a guy just shows back up you know it's not 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 like an injury where you have to rehab it you know and and you have to be physically fit to get on the field if he's mentally fit and he thinks that he can contribute for this team he can be back at, a, at the drop of a hat so um i i would hesitate if i had him in fantasy um dropping him because he you could just come back at any time and we know how much of a difference he can make uh and you don't want to drop him going to the fantasy playoffs and then you're is you see an opponent keeper up. league or are you in the playoffs no, uh, it's either i'm either dropping him or donta foreman <laughs> My, this team is oh. is a disaster it's i'm starting carson wentz clyde edwards alaire jamal williams i had to find somebody to replace antonio brown tyler lockett are you going to make the playoffs, the playoffs? I am eight, seven and five, and I'm I'm like right there. I have to win yeah, to make yeah. this is a winner or go home. So it's either yeah, drop Ridley, yeah. drop Brown, or drop Dante Foreman. I think you could drop Foreman. He's back this week. Yeah, they drop Foreman. Not Dante Hillier looks better than him anyway. So yeah, let's go see what kind of crap receiver I'll pick up. I'll deal with this later. Nobody wants to hear about this on the pick show. Um, but yeah, uh, I I think the over is a very good play here. I don't know why I didn't look at it. I've been let's put. Let's put the over in the the parlay then, because I, okay. I I played the team total over, but you know I liked the I played the over on Sportsline the the regular right. over. And it sounds right. like over you guys fifty like and it. a half joins the uh, Bears plus <laughs> the Bears plus eight over fifty and a half in this uh, Tampa Bay game in our parlay Chargers at the Bengals the white hot Bengals laying three points at home against the Los Angeles Chargers with an over under of fifty and a half Pete. Bengals are trying to make your Joe Burrow super five Super Bowls in ten years. That's not what I said. I said one in ten, and they made it two in ten. Um, they're playing well, and they're playing well on defense. They're playing well on the offensive line again, um, which is, I mean, a surprise. I think they've made big strides there, and they're running the football. And the Chargers can't stop the run. The Chargers are bad run defense, and I think that's going to be in play here. I think Joe Mixon's going to have a big day. Uh, I am concerned about the way the Chargers play offense. Uh, I hate it, and I think they've, they're taking a, a gunslinger with a big arm and they're turning him into a guy with a pop gun arm. I mean, it just makes no sense. They should be firing the ball down the field, playing fast, playing loose, playing free, and they don't do it. So for that reason, I'm going to take the Bengals in this game. Until they prove to me that they're going to use them the right way, I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah, since he continues to pound the ball with Mixon, that hadn't been their MO over before the last few weeks. But they saw the teams on the schedule and they just went to it. And that shows, you know, good coaching. And, and we're not going to just play the way we want to play. We're going to play the way that makes sense. Um, so I think that they're going to still have good, you know, good offensive numbers against the Chargers. Will Cincinnati's defense continue to have the same success if Herbert isn't gifting them turnovers like they got last week? I don't know, you know, with with um, you know, in that game that they had last week where they ran away with it. It's a rare cold weather game for Herbert, but I don't think that matters. He did fine last year in 40 degree weather. Um, if it does feel to me like the stock's a little inflated on Cincy uh, versus Chargers, I think these teams are probably close to even. If it pushes past three, I might look at the Chargers, but it's hard to play against Cincy right now with how they're playing, so it's probably a stay away for me. I got the Bengals as a best bet. The uh, 
the the Chargers are the worst team in football against the run. They can't stop the run. And as you know, as you guys point out, the they saw the schedule and they started pounding it, mixing with I think fifty eight carries or something ridiculous the last two weeks. And not only does that offensive line look a lot better, like I mean everything. All the all the Panay Sewell stuff. Like he can play as well as he wants, but Jamar Chase has been fantastic. And the offensive line, the Bengals made their selection based on their belief, their in-house um, you know, scouting of this offensive line that it could come together and it could be a good unit that protects Joe Burrow and, and opens up holes in the run game. And they were right. It's it's working. The offensive line is mauling dudes, and Joe Mixon looks like an all-pro running back. Like he, I mean, he is running the ball so well right now, and this is a smash spot for Mixon. Love Mixon overs. Love the Bengals here. I think they blow out the Chargers, who are not good if you make them one-dimensional because, as Pete notes, Joe Lombardi has completely neutered Justin Herbert. Like, this was the this was always the danger. It sounds stupid, but like a firing Anthony Lynn. And I, I know we all like Brandon Staley, but the biggest red flag for Brandon Staley is that he hired a guy to come in and have a low A dot with the most – like in exciting quarterback prospect in 10 years or whatever since Andrew Luck, baby. I mean, what what are they doing? You're ruining Justin Herbert. Make him look like a bust. Make me right. Just kidding. He's great. Um, Colts, minus nine at the Texans, over under 45 and a half. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know why I have a best bet on this game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you've gone there? down with the teams like I've gone this week. I, know, I, got, these, I got the worst, the ugliest dogs on the planet. But I, I, the, the reason I'm scratching my – I just dropped Dante Foreman in the aforementioned thing, uh, and I picked up T.Y. Hilton because I'm starting Carson Wentz because T.Y. Hilton nukes the Texans every time he plays them. Uh, the Colts, uh, nine-point road favorites in Houston, over under 45.5, Pete. Yeah. Again, this is a big number for a road team, but that Texans team is so bad. You saw the Jets handle them last week. Uh, the Colts played well last week against Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, criticism about getting away from the run and not using Jonathan Taylor, but they scored enough points to win that game. Uh, I think they're going to get down here. They're going to win, get up like 17-3, get a late touchdown, maybe a field goal, make it 27-10. you know, 10. They're going to cover this number. I think the Texans are awful, so I'll take the Colts minus nine, even though I don't like to lay that many points on the road. And it's ten in the market right now, and I'm I'm just not going to lay the ten. You know, in, in with Indy, I think they're they're the much better team. I just think that's too many points. Um, but I'm not playing Houston. Houston looks bad too. Indy turned the ball over five times last week. Still came close to beating the Bucks, uh, but Bucks were geared up to stop the run. And and you can say Indy should run more. They shouldn't throw as much. But if you're running against a team that's geared up to stop the run, you're not going to have success to that either. But so they were scoring the points. It just kind of fell apart with those turnovers. And Houston needed five turnovers to win. You know, in, in their game that they won recently, they they they, and I don't think the defense is going to get that this time. Uh, Indy's offense scored thirty plus in six of their last seven, despite facing Tampa, Buffalo, San Francisco, Tennessee, and that stretch. Some good defenses, and they're scoring points. Houston's offense had just two hundred two yards against a horrendous Jets defense, so I don't know where their points are coming from. So it does make sense to play Indy nine. I would think about it ten. I'm just it's too much for me. Uh, I I don't know what I was thinking with the best bet on the Texans here. I want uh, I don't want that. Take it off. I don't want it. I'll, I'll take the Texans nope, against the spread. Lock in. Lock nah, in. I can take it off. It's my show. I can do what I want. I gave you I gave you that Bears line against the you Ravens. Give me nothing. We picked that game. <laughs> RJ RJ stumped for you. I don't want the. I don't. I'm not taking the Texans on the best bet. I don't. Want, I don't want nothing to do with it. Um, the, the, the Texans are terrible. I don't know. My logic was that they're going to stack the box against Jonathan Taylor, and then just Carson Wentz won't be able to throw against his garbage secondary. What am I? What am I talking about? The Colts are going to run roughshod over these guys, and if I'm stacking Wentz and T.Y. Hilton in my fantasy league, I don't I don't want to be rooting rooting against him for a best bet. So I'm eliminating that as a best bet. I don't know what I was thinking when I made it. I'll live with my picks on the site. I don't care, but uh, they can't. The Texans are bad. They just lost the. Jets. So is that so? How many best bets do you have now? I don't know, I'll tell you at the end of the show. He's he's down. He's only down to 14 now instead of 15. Uh, <laughs> We have one more game left. It's Giants at Dolphins. I'm guessing we won't come to a consensus on that, so we need to find one more game for the parlay. Um, you don't I'll like, leave it you in like the Rams? to think about while we talk about this game. Okay. Giants at the Dolphins. Dolphins minus four, over under 40 and a half. The line actually didn't move, I don't believe, despite the news that Daniel Jones is unlikely to play. Joe Judge keeps acting like he might play, but I think it's going to be Mike Glennon's season. I cannot wait to win a million dollars stacking my boy Mike Glennon against this Dolphins defense. Point point zero 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 one ownership on a 
Stone Cold Men, Mike Glennon, and DFS this weekend. Am I an insane person, Pete? Uh, yes, you're insane. Um, by the way, Jamie made a, like a, a joke the other day. He said it's kind of, he kind of chuckled when we were doing FFT about how Daniel Jones is missing the game with a neck injury. <laughs> yeah, like, everyone on Twitter made that joke. I saw that. <laughs> I mean, Sickers. I mean, yeah, they really are. That's your guy, Mike Glennon. I love Glennon. He's yeah, an, he's an NC State guy. He, he oh, come on. <laughs> we are all funny dude. I think Glennon, I once photoshopped Glennon with a uh, as a as a as a giraffe with a with a shotgun. Is, Take that off. Was that when is that, is that tweet from playing at NC State or before? I uh, know he's running as a. Uh, I think he was running as an NC State guy. All right, bring up last, the uh, bring last up the, year, Pete. From last okay. year, that's right. There you go. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Bring yeah, up Mike the. Uh, bring up the, the, the Caesar. Yeah, bring up Caesars so we can get to that. Like, the problem for me in this game will be the Dolphins' defensive line, which suddenly is playing great football. And the scheme has really helped them out. They do so many creative things up front. Jalen Phillips has become a full-fledged, bona fide, good edge rusher. And they've been looping him around. They move him inside at times. He had three sacks last week. Should have had four because Wilkins ended up falling on the guy after he knocked him down and got credited for him. Uh, and I think that's the biggest mismatch in this game. Tua's playing better. So I'm going to take Miami minus the points based solely on their fact that I think their defensive line is going to beat up the Giants' front. Tua versus Herbert. Who you got now, Pete? Oh, come on. <laughs> You're not serious. I guess Tua's still. playing good football. Uh, Tua is playing good football, but you're not serious. Tua versus Herbert. I just wanted to see the difference. If Tua gets Joe Lombardi, how does <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem. Joe Lombardi, that's the problem. The right. offensive system is terrible. Right. And I think that's – I wanted to bring that up because that's the thing about Mac Jones. Too. People are like, Mac Jones, that was stupid passing on him. Everybody should have took him. He's the best quarterback. He's the rookie of the year. It's like, yeah, but he got put in the right system and he got put with the right team. Like if he's on Jacksonville now, he doesn't look like this. He just kind of – it depends on who you're surrounded by. So I think it's a lot of nature versus nurture with, with these quarterbacks and, and people don't give enough credit to what the coaches do when they get them. Um, so this line did actually move. It was three before the, the Jones news pushed it to four. Um, maybe it'll come back down if Jones does play. The Giants offense has been terrible the last two weeks. Miami's defense has dominated during their four-game win streak, like Pete was saying. Their offense appears to be improving. They had a great game against a good Carolina defense. Um, with Giants terrible in the red zone, I think they're 32nd in the red zone in terms of getting touchdowns. Uh, they need a big play. They need big plays to win if other teams aren't just gifting them turnovers like like the like the Eagles did last week. Um, are they going to get big plays? Depends on who's healthy. You know, it just seems like they can't get all the receivers on the field at the same time. Uh, but weighted DVOA has the Giants as the better team here, which is interesting considering Miami's win streak right now. You would think that Miami would be the better team in the weighted DVOA, but they think the Giants are. So I guess this offense has some upside once it's healthier. Um, um, with a switch to Kitchens at OC, couldn't be any worse than Garrett, even though they didn't play well last week. Um, if Jones plays and the Giants are north of three, I'll probably lean that way. But but um, I don't love it. I'm staying away. I'm taking the Giants. Not as the best bet, but I I do I do like the Giants. I think the Giants actually win the game. I'm dead serious. I'm I'm playing a Mike Glennon. I'm going to do Mike Glennon, Sterling Shepard, Jalen Waddle bring back, and it's going to give me it's going to open up everything. Because a $4,000 quarterback in DraftKings. You don't, you don't get a $4,000 quarterback. Huge game for Mike Glennon. And then I won't be here on Monday because I'm going to retire when I win the Millie Maker. But I will – actually, I will, I will I will. be back next Thursday because I'll show He's up and remind you that I won a million dollars. neck jokes about Mike Glennon if he wins you a million? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll, I mean, I'll be I'll, – I'll buy a house next to Mike Glenn if I want a million bucks. Uh, anywho, that's uh, not a best bet, but I do like the Giants to win the game. Um, we need to find one more game. We oh, could I do what that, wasn't I? Pats, India's Washington. Won. What's that? Sorry, RJ. India's won. Um, I think we all kind of were leaning Indy. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Now that you're off of Houston. Um, yeah, I so I think Houston. that's one possible. I mean, if RJ you guys want to like go. The Lions. RJ doesn't like the Lions at all, right? You guys like don't the like the Lions. If you guys want to go Rams, like I'd be fine with that. I don't trust the Rams, but but it seems like both like you guys the love them. I like Rams, the Rams, Rams, Bengals, or um, or uh, who's the one? Oh, Rams, Bengals, or Colts? I think. Go ahead and pick. Uh, my vote would, I guess, be for the Rams in that one. Okay. 
Right, Rams are Colts. We're getting we're getting we're getting a point of value with the Colts on this nine, so it's okay. not really in the market. So maybe we go the Rams. Yeah, let's go Rams because if we do Colts, it's not fair to like anyone who's betting it will have to bet it at thir- at ten and that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Bear the won't can't hit won't hit loserville clown show parlay. It's a new name. Uh, Bears plus eight bucks. Falcons over fifteen and a half. Rams minus thirteen. What do you think about it for the rest of? You know what? You know what's funny. I'm thinking if we added a fourth team, we're going to win it. So why don't we add a fourth team and try and get to help people <laughs> sure, get some of their not? money back? Right? Uh, why not? Have some okay. fun with it. Okay. So pick the set. I, I picked the Rams on that one. So somebody picked the RJ, you one. pick. You pick the – no, RJ, pick, RJ, you pick. Who do you want? Let's see. I'll um, see if we can get Well, if we're not, we're not doing Indian minus nine. I don't so do the, the Bengals. Bengals. I don't want um, the Bengals. Um, let's see. We did that over. Like, Is there an, was was there an like, under? You, you guys like the, Did you like any of the over unders? Do you like the Raiders Washington over? No. Um, um I don't have. I don't. I don't whatever you told me. Forty nine and a half. I mean, I'm kind of ambivalent of forty nine. Cardinals and a half. Bills. I, I mean, Cardinals bear. Cardinals Bears under. You like that, RJ? I'll go. Yeah, forty five and a half. We we could play that under. I mean, I don't think we, we, got, um, we got the Bears. Let's just let's just stick with three teams. All right, like four, four, four. A lot of sites well, aren't going to let you. A lot of sites aren't going to let you put the Bears and the the under in that game yeah. into the uh, same parlay, so probably can't put that in there. Let's do three teams. All, All right, right. David, I'll bet it. Three. I'll bet it. That'll guarantee it. No, actually, I won't bet it. I'll stay away from it. Um. Okay. Best yeah, bets know. for the week. Pete Prisco's best bets are the Bears plus eight, the Rams minus thirteen, the Steelers. Plus four and a half, the Lions plus seven, the Jets plus six and a half, and the Raiders Washington over 49 and a half. RJ's best bets Philly minus six and a half, head to head, Denver plus 10, Chicago plus eight, Tampa Bay team total over 30. RJ had a bad week. He's now he's getting getting cute with some team totals tampa bay team yeah, total yeah. over 30 and a half, Tam- Seattle team total under 21 and a half, and a teaser. Washington plus eight and a half and New England plus eight and a half, a teaser that I love, but I promised not to wager on in order to help RJ's chances of Where it hitting. Where are your best bets in this document, by the way? I don't see them. Uh, my best bets are the uh, Debo supposed to fill them out, or I'm supposed to fill them out, but I didn't send them. Pats plus two and a half. Bears plus eight. Lions plus seven. Rams minus 13. Bengals minus three. Or my best bet. I would have. So, so you have yeah, th- I, I went, we have three in the same. Those, yeah, I went with three of the I went with those two team totals. I, I like Washington I like and New England. I, like I have I have Washington New England's best bets too. I just didn't want to double up with them and the teaser and and you know try to get three wins out of two games. So I just threw those team totals in instead to give people a little variety. Uh so what I have, what I have, five total? Done. Yeah, that's fine. Got three of the same games I got. I'm done. Let's go. Let's stay hot. Big week, 10-5 against the spread last week on all the, all the games. Stay hot. Uh, all right, that's it for the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review on podcast apps. And, of course, smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube. For Pete Norjay and Brenton, we'll see you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.